Hello, and I hope you're having a great week. We've had some great feedback on the Paul McGinley episode, so thanks so much to Andy and Chris Jedi 51 for your five-star reviews. I also just wanted to mention the review from Nick, who's an executive principal of an academy of several schools in inner-city London. Nick's five-star review said, This podcast has helped me to thrive. The topics and talented guests have covered have really helped me to better understand the stresses I face and to create calm leadership and coaching of the head teachers and senior leaders around me, which in turn has had a massive impact on the inner city school children that we all serve. Well, Nick, I have to say that I'm so pleased and proud to read your review. As you know, we don't have a massive production team behind the show, so we really try and focus on relevant themes and topics to try and make a difference. I can only imagine how stressful and challenging it's been for you and your team over the last 18 months with remote schooling and the teacher assess grades. I'm genuinely thrilled that our content has helped you to navigate those last 18 months. And that's exactly what we hope for. So thanks for leaving that message. It meant a lot. And to help you to inspire the kids and your fellow teachers even more, I'd love to repay the thanks with a free membership to Sporting Edge so that you've got access to all of the performance strategies. You've got access to over 800 of these two-minute videos that are perfect for slotting into a Zoom call or developing the teachers or maybe even inspiring the kids in an assembly. So you'll also be able to join the coaching Q&As that we have with the high performers. So I really hope that you and the schools benefit from that membership. And if you email me at hello at sportingedge.com, I'll set that up for you. So I really hope that you're listening to this particular episode. Okay, today's micro lesson is taken from a section of the recent Leadership Hacker podcast with Steve Rush. Steve's a former senior exec from financial services who's moved into exec coaching and HR transformation. And in his podcast, he interviews leaders to try and get their practical tips and strategies to help out his audience. In this section of our discussion, we explore the concept of the champion's mindset and what it means for those of us that aren't Olympic athletes. Let's talk about the notion, first of all, of what really is a champion. How would you define that? Well, it's a great question. And um, I think a lot of these definitions are being reflected on at the moment. Let's let's say that. I don't know whether it's the um, sort of the great pause that we've just been through with the pandemic and everyone's reflecting on what success really looks like in our lives or whether it's the Olympics that we're uh, seeing recently. Um, I think obviously a champion by definition is somebody who overcomes the odds and beats their rivals to get to the pinnacle. So you imagine a, um, you know, somebody with ripped muscles standing on a mountaintop, you know, holding aloft some kind of trophy or, or medal. But I think that's a metaphor, really, for me. You know, I think everyone has the opportunity to be a champion every day. I think the way I sometimes look at this is we get two versions of ourselves. One wakes up a little bit sluggish, pulls a duvet over, you know, switches the alarm on to snooze. The duvet beats them. They have an extra 40 minutes in bed. Um, you know, they, they have a, a sort of not particularly healthy breakfast or they skip breakfast. They don't have a very productive morning. They get a bit grumpy. They don't have any water. Um, they fall out with a few colleagues. Don't do the to-do list. Get annoyed. Get frustrated. No exercise. You know, eat unhealthily. Have too many drinks. And then their sleep's compromised the next day. And, and that's contrasted with the sort of champion version of ourselves, which is 
you know, getting up early and doing something that feels good to us, whether that's meditation or mindfulness or yoga or running or a dog walk or whatever that might be, just to get our head straight for the day, really zero in on those priorities of what's going to be a gold medal day for us. And that can be two or three key things. And again, this isn't, you know, for somebody who's been struggling with depression or, or with anxiety or whatever, you know, even just getting out of the front door and going to the shop could be part of that gold medal plan for the day. So I think for me, being a champion is is doing the difficult things, you know, on, on hard days when it's when it's not naturally, when you're not naturally motivated to do it. And of course, what we see with the Olympians or with the elite performers in sport and business is they aggregate those days almost like they're linking, um, you know, links in a chain together. And that chain of good days connecting together actually has transformational impact, whether it's about our mindset, our savings, our business strategy or our, you know, health and well-being. If we have 200 good days in a row or, or 20 good days in a row, then we're in much better shape than if the chain had been broken, you know, every second day. So I think the, the champion's idea is a metaphor and I think what I'm trying to do with the podcast is translate the lessons from the elite performers that I've worked with and and met and actually translate them into everyday strategies that we can all use in our teams and business so yeah and I love the reframe you have on it from the last time we met I remember you framed it almost as personal mastery whereas it doesn't matter where you start from having a champion outcome day by day is what's most important and that does definitely start with that mindset doesn't it yeah, and I, th- I think we are so, you know, we have to make everything competitive and, and, and we, we celebrate these icons for what they look like and how much money they've got and what house they live in. And, you know, this world of comparison and individual icons is is the world we live in. That's what our media, the story our media gives us. But, you know, I think, as you say, we've all got our own personal quest that we've got to define and and I almost think we've got to turn the volume down on the outside and what everyone else is doing uh you know normally that's at 80% and the volume's 20% on ourselves it feels selfish to be thinking about our own goals and what we want to do but actually it takes real discipline to turn down the noise and and you know just focus on what's going to make us happy and successful and and actually it's irrelevant what anyone else is doing because they've got different resources you know, different networks, different timing, um, you know, and that can just be demoralizing. Of course, use it occasionally to to give you a, uh, you know, a kick up the bum and, and, a, and a bit of motivation if you want to chase somebody down, of course, but we shouldn't be living our life in other people's shadows. I think part of being a champion is, you know, carving your own path and, and you know, chasing it down every day, inch by inch, day by day. And and actually, it's the striving where the great thrill and fulfillment comes from, not the achieving. You know, many people who've won the lotto or the lottery, you know, they're not any happier than they were. But people who are sort of building a business and, and you know, building a network and building content and those kind of things or learning new skills, that's where we sit, tend to see people in their element. So we shouldn't be too quick to get to the destination and we should enjoy that process of chasing mastery and excellence in our everyday life. Yeah, I agree. And one of the things that's really interesting is there's lots of science behind this as well, isn't there? It's not just, you know, observed behavior. There are some scientific evidence to suggest that if we don't put ourselves first, then the people around us don't become better and healthier and fitter physically and mentally as well. What's your spin on that kind of whole self-discipline before others? 
Well, you know, we hear on the aeroplanes, don't we? Well, when we used to travel, it was, um, you know, make sure when the oxygen masks drop down, put your own on first before you, you, you sort of look after your kids or the people around you. And I think, you know, that's more than a survival mechanism. That's a thriving mechanism, really, because, you know, I've been a brilliant, selfless team player and I've also been a destructive, selfish force in a team. And I think when I'm investing in myself when I'm healthy when I'm doing lots of exercise when I've got my goals clear then I'm a pretty good person because I feel like I'm balanced if if I'm if I'm not di- being disciplined with myself then I can take that out on other people it's just my frustration it's not that they've done anything wrong so I think the first step always has to be for us to take accountability almost I, I like to think of it like I'm the CEO of my own performance company and I've got a share price that goes up and down through the day and through the week and the better choices that I make around my exercise my prioritization my communication you know my healthy eating or whatever it might be those things affect my share price now it's not always going from bottom left to top right of course I'm I'm human like anyone else but I think when we take control and accountability for the choices that we make and we start to build some momentum around them then that can have transformational effects on our energy and our focus and that then cascades into other people our relationships and our teams and our leadership and I think that's why starting with yourself and your own mindset is actually not a selfish thing to do it's it's a great thing to do if you're trying to develop a high performance environment for everyone else. So I hope that's given you some fresh thinking about developing your own champion mindset. This isn't something that's just limited to those people with shiny six-packs on the podium. We can all define it for ourselves and then go on that daily quest to build those daily disciplines around it. The main thing is that we're all human and we need to be really kind to ourselves, especially at the moment with all the turbulence and uncertainty going on. So if we don't have the perfect day or the perfect week, we need to go easy on ourselves and have that voice in our head speak to ourselves like we would to our friend rather than we would to a wild animal. So be kind to yourselves. We just need to keep linking those positive habits together as often as we possibly can. And if I can help you personally or in your business, then please do drop me a note through to hello at sportingedge.com. And for those that leave a review like Nick, I really hope that we can give somebody a pleasant surprise again next time. So have a great week and we'll see you soon.